You are listening to the Estheticians Earning More podcast with Brittany Hageman, episode number 40. Welcome to the Estheticians Earning More podcast. On this podcast, we talk about how to love your esthetician business without the hustle, exhaustion, or overwhelm as it booms into a successful business. I teach simple ways how to approach your business that gives you your life back while still growing a profitable business. I grew BLH Beauty in San Diego to a six-figure business, and I learned a lot along the way, which I'm excited to share with you here. So let's get started. Hi, welcome back. I don't know how I have 40 episodes. I am very excited about that and kind of a little bit in disbelief. When I created this podcast earlier this year, I didn't really have intention to have 52 episodes in a year, and I actually didn't even start at the beginning of 2021, but that is my goal for next year is to have 52 next year. And anyways, thank you if you've been listening to one, if this is your first podcast, or if you listen to many, thank you so much for being part of this journey with me. I so appreciate it. However, I want to switch gears because I want to talk to you about um, my guest today on our um, interview, and that is Carly Ballinger. She owns Skinspired Acne and Skin Clinic in Columbus, Ohio, where she lives with her husband and son, Beau. She's been an esthetician for 10 years and specializes in acne, as well as has a background in medical esthetician work, as well as permanent makeup. I cannot even begin to tell you how much information is in this interview. Carly is so generous with her talking about how she built her business and how she grew her career and how, and all the ins and outs of hiring her first employee. And just, it's just so great. It's absolutely fantastic. And I could not think of a better interview to end 2021 with. So without further ado, I give you Carly Ballinger. Hi, Carly. Hi, I'm so excited to talk to you. I know, I've been looking forward to this. Thanks for having me. Great, so let's start at the beginning. So I read on your website, you've been esthetician for 10 years. Have you been in business for 10 years? No, I have not. So tell me, okay. So I... I, I've been an esthetician, went to school 10 years ago, and I've been very – so I've been working solo for three years. Okay. Um, but as far as working as an esthetician, I kind of hopped around, which is kind of common. Yeah. Um, I worked at Ulta for hmm. a year, two years. So that's kind of where I started. I worked at Ulta, and I actually – I was the only esthetician there, and I did really well there. I actually yeah. still have clients that have followed me from Ulta. It's amazing. Um, yeah. So – and then, well, backtrack. Before I became an esthetician, I always actually thought I wanted to do hair. Okay. <laughs> So I, my mom did nails, my aunt owned a hair salon and I just kind of grew up in a salon. So I always, you know, was around the beauty industry. Okay. Um, always thought I wanted to do hair. And then right out of high school, I worked for, it's a big chain salon here in Columbus, Ohio. It's called Charles Penzone. Okay. They're a very, um, 
upscale salon spa group. And I worked at the front desk there for a long time and worked my way up as a manager. And then when I started working there, that's when I like discovered what an esthetician was. I didn't even know it was a thing. Okay. So I was like, oh, I like, that's what I want to do. I I had always struggled with my own skin and I was like, I don't want to do hair. Yeah. (laughs) So I, once I started working there, that's when I became an esthetician. Um, okay. So after becoming an esthetician, worked at Ulta, um, went to a couple other different salons, and then I actually decided to go back to school for medical assisting. Okay. Um, I guess I kind of thought if I got that like medical background, I I would be, um, it would be better for me to go into like the dermatology field or plastic surgery or something, just be more medical. Mm-hmm. So went to medical assisting school. And then when I was done, I did get a job at a dermatology office, but they actually like threw me into surgery. Oh, So I basically just like worked as a medical assistant, didn't touch faces at all. I was like assisting in skin cancer surgeries, which I actually really enjoyed. Wow. <laughs> so did that for a long time. And then um, one of the estheticians or the only esthetician at this derm office just kind of like up and quit in the middle of the day, um, just packed her stuff and, and quit. So the derms at the office were like, Carly, we know you're an esthetician. So they kind of threw me into the med spa part-time too. Okay. And that's when I was like, Oh wow. Like I missed doing this stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, so I did both for a little while. Um, when I was at the, when I was at the derm office, it wasn't really like facials and stuff. Like I even asked, like I had to ask them to like buy me a steamer and, <laughs> you know, like just, I was like, what was she doing in here? But it, it, from what I was getting from clients is like, basically that esthetician was literally just dermaplaning client, like washing their face, dermaplaning them and like not even doing a mask. So, okay. Yeah. It was just like the bare minimum there. Um, and then I eventually decided I wanted to try permanent makeup. So oh, I, mm-hmm. so I got into the, I've always been an artist. I've always loved art, um, love to paint, draw. And I was like, I can totally do that. That looks amazing. So I invested in permanent makeup training. Um, I worked under 10 doctors at the derm office. So when I, when I invested in that, which is out of my own pocket, Um, I approached the docs and I said, Hey, you know, this is what I'm doing. I'm paying for my training, but I would love to like be able to provide this service in the Medispa. Mm -hmm. And, um, some of them were like totally on board. Some of them were like, yeah, I don't know. And some of them were like not for it all. Mm. And, um, which was kind of bittersweet. Um, that kind of gave me time to think about what my options were and, that's what pushed me to go solo. So really? Okay. Yes. Wow. Um, yeah, the doc said no to me. I, my husband and I were engaged at the time. I just approached him one day and I was like, listen, I think I'm going to quit my job and (laughs) start my own business. And he was all for it. He was super supportive. Um, but yeah, I, don't, I felt like if I'm investing in this type of training, which, you know, it was two grand plus, mm-hmm. um, I was like, if I'm going to be spending this type of money on training and supplies and whatever, like I, I want to make my own money. I don't want to share my, my money with you guys anyway. So it was, yeah. it, just, it was bittersweet that they weren't all in. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
so yeah, that's kind of my story in a nutshell, but so then, okay. So then you went out on your own and at that point, were you just doing permanent makeup or what sort of, no. So I offered, I, I did all the skincare stuff and permanent makeup. So I did both. Um, I actually, I reached out to a, to Kira, who is the owner of the old spa that I was working out of. Um, I, I grew up in the town that I, I live in right now. Okay. And, and the spa is in my hometown. So I knew she was there. Like my sister-in-law, you know, got Botox and stuff there. And I just knew she was still around. So I just had emailed her one day and I was like, Hey, you know, this is what I, um, would like to do. I was just wondering if you happen to have a room available. I had, I had looked into like the salon lofts and stuff like that, but I was like, Whoa, you know, sticker struck with how expensive that was, especially starting out. Yeah. Um, and so she was totally, we met and she actually, she didn't have a room available, but we actually just worked it out. She was very, very part-time. She's an injector, um, and only works, you know, three days a week. She's been in the industry so long that she doesn't work five days a week. So she was like, if you're willing to just share this room with me, you know, you can work on the days that I'm not here. So I, I took what I could take, you know? So yeah, I worked whatever days she wasn't around. And, um, so I worked some weekends, mostly weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, and I only worked like three days a week to start, but I really tried to just like cram clients into those three days instead of just like one client a day, you know, yep. working five, six days a week. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I started sharing a room with her. I, and then she also asked me to like help her with some social media stuff and just kind of help her with like office stuff. Um, so that kind of helped me pay for my rent too, which was really, really helpful starting out. So, um, my rent was very low starting out there, especially being part-time too. Um, and then after, I don't know, six months, after six months, be- beginning of the year, so this was 2019, 2018, um, we had an acupuncturist in there renting a room, and she had left. And so there was a room became available. So I did get my own room, and, and I was okay. ready for it. So I picked okay. up some hours. And so, yeah, I, I kind of grew my business starting that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I am... I have my own brick and mortar. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I want to get to how that, how that, how you went from, you know, renting a room part time to the brick and mortar. Cause that's such, it's, it's so amazing. And I love, I Thank love you. it so much because it's not a, a long amount of time. So, so if I get the dates correct, when did you start your own business? Was that 2017? Um, yeah. So it was 2018. And then I just got my brick and mortar in October we we opened up so so what was that very short short amount three of time. year three years yeah three years three years from being a part-time esthetician just trying to make around get mm-hmm. clients <laughs> right to having a brick and mortar and you have an esthetician that works for you right my yes, right. yes. I just hired Celeste um which was a very I actually to be honest I wasn't I knew, 
I knew I wanted to expand my business. That's always been a goal, especially when I started getting into the acne coaching program and I became certified through face reality. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's really like becoming an acne specialist is like I found my niche. Um, Mm -hmm. That's really what it changed my practice completely. Um, And so I got busier and busier and busier and, you know, having a kid too, it's, I, I don't get days off. So my days mm-hmm. off are being a mom. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we know. So yeah. I, um, yeah, I decided to, I, I knew I wanted to expand my business, but I kind of felt like I was kind of doing a, a disservice to my business, to my clients, mm-hmm. um, not being as available as I used to be, especially after having a baby. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I either need to like cut off new clients and just be comfortable where I am right now with just working, you know, three days a week and not accepting clients and just, you know, this is what it is. Or if I want to continue to grow my business, which is just not, it's not in my blood to like not want to continue to grow. Um, So I was like, if I, I need to hire someone, especially if we want to have another baby and you know, when you go on maternity leave as a solo esthetician, you yeah. don't, you don't get paid. So no, I'm like, <laughs> I need to, I need somebody, I need help. Um, I also was, it got to the point where I'd like, I'd get a new acne client. They'd come in for an initial consultation. And then I'm like, well, crap, like I can't get them in for another month or, you know, right. a month and a half. And you're like, well, this is crummy. That's not the point of acne coaching. (laughs) So it was just a matter of I needed I needed extra hands and I needed it to happen fast. Okay. So then where did you find her? How did you hire her? Can you tell us about that? So Celeste actually approached me when she was in school. So she had scheduled an appointment with me actually and funny thing is, is so she, she just scheduled an appointment. Like she loves, she's always loved to get skin treatments done. And, um, she had gone to another esthetician friend of mine, Sarah. Um, and she was asking Sarah, you know, who she should follow and whatever. And Sarah was like, you should totally follow skin inspired by Carly. You know, she's, um, very educational on Instagram and whatever. So we kind of thank Sarah for, um, <laughs> Yeah, for for us meeting. And so anyway, Celeste scheduled an appointment with me and we it's she scheduled like a new client skin consultation and treatment. So usually what I'll do is I'll sit down and chat with them and and before we go into a treatment. Um, And she had told me that she was in aesthetic school and, you know, just wanted to kind of pick my brain a little bit. And then it just so happened that when we were in the middle of our consultation, the power went out in my spa. (laughs) So we got to like chat for a really long time. I was like, well, I can't, I can't do anything to you right now until I get power back. I have no idea what happened to the power, but so it was kind of funny that that happened. We like just got to talk a little longer. And then she had brought up that she, um, at her school, they could do internships with other estheticians. And Mm. I had, I had had other gals from that school intern with me prior to her and okay. I was like oh yeah like you totally can come do an internship with me I don't mind at all and they they basically you know they don't get paid or anything it's just instead of them going to school to get their hours they're getting their hours in the workspace 
Oh, wow. So she did her internship with me. um, And that was, I had like, in the back of my head, I had known that I wanted to expand, but I just kind of was like, I want to hire someone. I feel like I need to hire help. But the space I was in, I was just like, I just can't like share this little room. And I just had, I'd been looking for some commercial space, but just couldn't find anything. Um, And yeah, so then I finally, um, like out of the blue, found the space that I'm in now. I literally was like driving a Target and saw this for lease sign and called and went and looked at it. And it just, boom, just popped up out of nowhere. Wow. And yes, it was very, like, it was very meant to be. Yeah. It's definitely not like my forever home, but uh-huh. I was like, this happened for a reason. Um, it allowed me the space to grow a little bit. So I, um, I signed the lease and I, I honestly like wasn't expecting to hire somebody. I even told my mom we were, when we were looking at it, I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't think I'm going to hire somebody until like after the, after the new year, like, I'm just going to, you know, enjoy the holidays, whatever. And then I just kept looking at my schedule and I'm like, I have to hire someone like yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) So I totally changed my mind. And I was like, I just, if I'm, I think I was more scared to hire someone to be honest. Yes, of course. It's very intimidating. Yes. Um, It's not just like you bring someone in and they start seeing clients, especially like when you are so, um, you know, I'm so acne focused and people don't come to me really for fluffy like facials and right. you know I you're supporting them for a long time so it's just very and then on top of that like all of the accounting stuff like you know reaching out to my accountant and getting <laughs> payroll set up yes. and everything I'm like oh I'm not a numbers person but <laughs> you just have to do it to learn it um so yeah I hired so I actually I had posted on my Instagram before I hired anyone Um, you know, that I was eventually wanted to hire an esthetician, you know, feel free to send me a resume, whatever. Um, And Celeste texted me like within a couple days and was like, I would really love to work for you. And Uh. I like secretly was like, (gasps) yay, because I just really (laughs) loved her. On top of her doing her internship with me, she actually like, she, she was already done with school. She had, um, graduated school she hadn't taken her boards yet but she was still coming in even when she was done with school she's like she didn't even need to do the internship anymore but she still like enjoyed learning which I was like Mm. I really appreciate appreciated that about her um but I just loved the way that she talked to my clients Mm. um you know a client would walk in the door and I wouldn't have to say, this is Celeste. Like she would just immediately, Hey, how are you? I'm Celeste. I'm going to be watching Carly. Like I really appreciated that about her. Um, and yeah, she just was the perfect fit. She's, um, very trainable. I, I personally feel like you can train, you can train an esthetician, especially fresh out of school. Um, you can train an esthetician or you can train anyone to do facial, maybe not anyone, um, to do facial, (laughs) you know, to do treatments and stuff like that stuff is very trainable, but you can't train someone to, you know, to have conversation with clients and, you know, have a good personality and be approachable. And and that was more important to me from the get go. So, 
Yeah, Tartan that's my cooking. my love story with Celeste. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing, and I love that because it's so smart. Because I think there's so many, um, my current clients and I know a lot of um, podcasts are in that spot of trying to hire someone, and it is very intimidating. You're right; you can train them like how to do an extraction, but you can't mm-hmm. train someone how to hold a conversation. Exactly, and how to um. You have to be, especially when you're, when you're dealing with acne clients and just like specializing in certain skin conditions, you know, these people are very, um, emotional Mm -hmm. and putting a lot of trust in you. Um, and you just have to be very approachable and like, kind of like motherly in a way. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. So, so the internship, we didn't, I'm in California and that was not an option that I wish we could have had options for. I so, know. So she got to come and observe you working. Is that kind of yes. what it was? Okay. Yep. So she would sit in yes. on your treatments and watch you do all the things you did. Yep. Yeah. She, I, I don't think um, she was able to work on clients. I never had her work on my clients, but yeah, she basically just observed all of my facial treatments. So she probably... Um, shadowed me maybe five, six times. Okay. So at that point, it's like <laughs> she's kind of already started her training. Yes. Um, you know, she she was really watching my ways and learning um, yes. how I do things. And I'm sure it's the same way in California, but the way they do things in school and then the way you do things oh, yeah. outside of school is <laughs> so different. So yes, that is kind it. of hard. Um, you know, as far as like the training goes and stuff, but yeah. Yeah. Cause I, when I became an esthetician, I, I got hired from someone and I, and I did, I shadowed her for like three weeks before I started working on clients. And so I did that. So it's kind of interesting cause that it was so helpful. Obviously I learned so much mm-hmm. during that time. Oh yeah. How we all say, you know, you learn the most once you get into, into the treatment room and out of school. I mean, school's teaching you. You're getting your hours. You're learning how to be, um, you know, sanitary and learning the basics. But it's all about what you learn after school and, of course, investing in your own education. Mm-hmm. So are you still doing permanent makeup? I have actually kind of been phasing it out. So, yeah. So that has been kind of an ordeal um, as far as not like not a bad thing. I I really do love doing it and I've I've gotten so good at it, like not to toot my own horn, but it's something that like I I was kind of hot headed at first when I started it. I, you know, like I said, I've always been an artist. I've always been good at drawing painting and then when I put a blade or like a needle in my hand I was like oh my gosh tattooing skin is so different than drawing on a piece of paper like um so I I was kind of shocked by that I I I I invested a lot of money and even more training like I had initial training and then I invested money in more training because I just didn't feel confident I would literally lose sleep over clients um, Ugh. it was something that I, put, I invested a lot of time and, um, you know, almost quit so many times, like tear, you know, blood, sweat and tears into learning permanent makeup. It's not, it's not easy. Um, but I just, I feel more passionate about skincare. And once mm-hmm. I started treating acne, 
you know, I literally, I, I, my goal was to open an acne clinic. Um, I, like, I was like, acne clinic is going to be on my sign. (laughs) Like that is going to be the name of my business. Um, and so, and then also, I just feel like the the permanent makeup industry, at least in my area, like in the Columbus area, I don't know how it is in California, but it's become very saturated. Mm. Um, it's just like, especially since COVID, I feel like people have just like, they're like quitting their retail jobs and just learning how to do permanent makeup. Um, and so there's a lot of bad work out there. Um, oh. so I'm, I, I get clients who have already had previous work done and they want me to work over their previous work. And it's just like, kind of, it kind of drains me, mm. um, because you overthink it. And so, yeah, I actually, I haven't stopped doing it. Like I'm still going to touch up my current client's brows. Um, I've just taken it off of my online booking, mm-hmm. um, and I just kind of will exclusively pick who I want to um, work on, I guess. Okay. Um, so I didn't completely do away with it, but my business is solely skincare at this point. So mm-hmm. I really appreciate you sharing that. Cause I think myself included, a lot of us, you know, when we go out and we're learning to be an esthetician or learning different skills and we really believe we want to do something and we may invest time and lots of money and all these things maybe good at it, but it ends up being for us. And maybe there's like some guilt because we're like, we spent all this money and all this time and it's just not what we actually want to do. And, but that's just kind of part of the process. Yes. Yes. I, I, I feel like I think it's important, especially when starting out. And, you know, like I said, I've been doing, I've been in this industry. I've kind of like dabbled in a little bit of everything in this industry, but I think that's what like how you decide what you want to um, kind of like how you find your niche, you know, yeah. um, I like, for example, I at other spas or, you know, in other jobs, I did a lot of body waxing. I don't mm. like I don't do any body waxing. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I just don't like doing it. I don't even really love waxing brows, but I do. I mean, I do. But um, so, yeah, I think it's important to just try all the things and see what you like. Yeah. And I, it's funny. Cause I, I thought I was going to do makeup, bridal makeup. So I lived in San okay. Diego and it's a big, you know, wedding yeah. town. People, a lot of people come and um, get married in San Diego. And so there, there's an industry for it, but I actually hated it, even though I love doing <laughs> makeup. I do, yeah. I not funny. Doing, yeah. I spent all this money on all this makeup and it's sitting in my garage mm-hmm. with me right now. Oh, <laughs> uh, and my husband's like, so what's the thing with the makeup? Are you still good at it? I'm like, no, I don't going to do it anymore. You know? And so it's kind of a weird yeah. part of growing in the business, but that's just how it goes. Totally. So one of my, um, my goals of this podcast is to really elevate the industry, especially the esthetician industry, especially the acne esthetician yes. industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, um, encourage people to charge what they are worth charging and what really is, you know, um, right for their services and mm-hmm. also making a profit and making, you know, six figures and really kind Absolutely. of changing the way, yeah, changing the way we approach the industry. So 
you know, please, you know, share as much or as little as you want about like your journey. If you, if you've, you know, hit six figures, if that's a goal Mm -hmm. of yours, like all the things we'd love to know anything you want to share. Yeah. So I, you know, we just talked about how I, I've been solo on my own doing this for only three years. I hit actually funny enough. I hit six figures for the first time, um, during COVID, (laughs) which is, yeah, it was amazing. Amazing. you know, we, I was shut down. I was pregnant. Um, but thankfully we still had access to, you know, our, first of all, if you're going to come into this industry, you better just like start promoting, create an Instagram page, get used to promoting yourself through Instagram because Instagram has totally, you know, built my business from the ground up. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's how you meet other people. Hence why we're talking right now. Um, and then also just it's an easy way to sell product and um, just promote yourself. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so I hit six figures during COVID. Um, actually, the year before, I – funny enough, I almost hit six figures the year before, but I was about $5,000 off. So that was kind oh. of funny. Um, so, yeah, so we close. didn't count it. <laughs> so, yeah, just um, just recently hit the six-figure mark um, again. I am well over six figures for, um, this year, which has been amazing. Um, but yeah, and it's funny when I was reading over the questions that you sent to me prior to the podcast, I just like looking at the money questions, thinking about it all. I was like, gosh, it's so funny thinking back to 10 years ago. Um, just when I, I remember when I went, went to esthetician school, it was kind of a lot of people didn't know what an esthetician was mm-hmm. um, this day and age. It's way different. I feel like skincare has just elevated. And then also with social media, a lot of people mm-hmm. know what we do. Um, but I kind of felt like a lot of people kind of looked down on me for mm-hmm. what I went to school for. Sure. Um, so, and I also grew up in kind of a, um, a more wealthy side of town. Um, you know, my, friends were going to these four-year colleges and, you know, going to nursing school or whatever. And I didn't really know what I wanted to do out of high school. So I didn't go, I didn't do anything right out of high school. So a few years later, I decided to go to aesthetic school and I was just like, okay, you know, I wasn't as passionate about it, but I knew I needed to do something. Okay. Okay. Um, And so, yeah, it was kind of like almost embarrassing, I guess, sometimes when people would be like, oh, what are you in school for? And I'd be like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm going to aesthetics. Oh, so you're going to be able to like, you know, wax or, you know, pop pimples. And, you know, that's what people thought of it. Um, And so now it's just, I'm like really proud of myself for um, just following through with, my dreams and, and, you know, building this, this brand of mine, because now I'm looking back at those people who were able to go to a four-year college and, you know, mom and dad paid for it and they're making way less money than what we make, you know? So, yes. Um, just, yeah. Well, it's quite extraordinary to think, you know, you built something out of nothing. You literally Mm -hmm. created, not only a business, but a community. Cause I, I mean, I follow you on Instagram. You have a community of people that, you know, are you know interested in, in, in you. And there's definitely like this sense of, of togetherness for lack of a better Thank word. You. 
And, um, and you know, it's, it is such a, it's such a crazy thing for our brains because like, same with you, I, I should have gone to esthetician school out of high school. Um, I didn't because college was, I grew up also kind of in a wealthy area and everyone went to college Mm -hmm. and I I wanted to go to college, Mm -hmm. but I didn't college was not for me. I graduated from college, whatever. It wasn't for me. Um, and then it, I bounced around for a long time and I made absolutely no money working yep. with a college degree. I mean, I, I yeah. had skills and I had the degree and all the things. And then when I decided to quit, I eventually started making pretty good money and I worked at Target as a store manager and I decided to quit that. I mean, everyone was like, I can't believe you're doing that. Like you're, lo- you're leaving this huge paycheck with all these benefits to go make minimum wage and tips like uh-huh. you could go, yeah. be a waitress and make way more money than an esthetician and you know yeah but yeah within a, a year a uh, full year in business I was um doing a hundred thousand dollars years over a hundred thousand uh-huh. dollars years as well and it's just so exciting to see women especially across the country all hitting these goals and like not only proving to ourselves but proving to anyone who's watching like actually you can make money and you can create this huge impact on your community and you it's all you need is you and like the 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 drive totally you know and and it's 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 absolutely fantastic because it's it's literally changing the way the industry is viewed and you know and estheticians that um you know were really you know the more 90s estheticians who you know you know, our previous generation, this is kind of blowing their mind. They're not really, they're like, no, 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 no. You don't make money as an esthetician. You just kind of break even. That's the, that's the culture. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. And I feel like now, you know, 2022, I guess I could say it's, I feel like people now, nowadays are, how do I want to say this? They like skin health is like such a big deal now. So our industry isn't just about like pretty lashes and makeup Mm -hmm. and, you know, enhancing our beauty. It's a, it's like more healthcare, which I Mm -hmm. really love. Yes. About in acne, obviously as well. So when did you become, um, face reality certified? So I came face reality certified in 2019. Wow. Okay. Not that long ago. Nope. No. And that's, I I came I became certified and like I said my I felt like so the whole reason why I got certified is because I I mean which is most of our stories as yeah. certified acne specialists but I struggled bad like with my skin um since it since I was a teenager um and then prior to going solo I worked at a dermatology office so I actually I had been on all the pills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I had, tr- I tried everything. My, the doc, the doctor that I was working for, like, I don't, you know, I'd get these big inflamed cysts in my jawline or wherever. And she was like constantly injecting them with cortisone and <laughs> like, just, you know, I was on spironolactone, you know, antibiotics, all the things that now were like, you don't need that crap. Um, right. and then finally she was like, I like, I was just a lost cause, which is again, most, most of my clients come in and they're literally like went through the same thing that I went through. Um, and she was like, I think that you should just go on Accutane. And I did. So I went on Accutane. I was probably like 23, 24. Okay. Um, went on Accutane and it cleared my skin for like a whole year. My skin was 
flawless. It was beautiful. And then like a year later, it just, my acne came back with a vengeance and I was like, cool. So that worked for me for a year and now we're back at square one. Right. So at that point, you know, I was, um, I knew that, I knew that we, me and my husband would like probably start trying to have babies eventually. And like, I was getting married and just like all the big life events were happening. And I was like, I don't really want to go back on Accutane. Like I'm not doing this. There has to be other options. Um, you know, my lips are just like permanently dry all the time Mm. (laughs) still to this day. Wow. Um, so it's the side effects were fine for me other than the dryness, but I was just like, I, I don't want to do this to my body again. I'm not doing another round. So I just did my research and then I, um, I found face reality and personally, like I got certified for my, my own benefits. I got Mm. certified to figure out my own skin condition and see if I could clear myself. And I did my skin has been wonderful with face reality. Um, And then obviously I brought it into my practice and it just completely changed my practice. And I also felt like I had already had a lot of acne clients to begin with, but I was just Mm -hmm. kind of guessing. Um, So face reality just really like, it made me way more confident in treating acne. So I love it. I love it. I mean, we know I'm a face reality fan girl Mm -hmm. for the same reason, right? Like skin to improve, it, it completely changed my business. I think it's why I hit six figures as quickly as I did Same. and was so successful. Yes. So love, I love face reality. I love that for you mm-hmm. as well. Thank you. So do you have anything else that you, like any other mistakes or things that you've you know, done along your journey that you would do differently or that you think are as helpful for others that are maybe growing their business or maybe, you know, have grown a six-figure big business and are kind of in that, you know, growing phase where you're like, oh, I don't know what to do next or Anything yeah. Those lines? Um, so I definitely, I feel like growing your bit, like I said before, if you either decide you want to become comfortable and stop accepting new clients and I feel like my business kind of outgrew me, mm. um, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so, which is like a great problem to have, but also like, you have to make a decision. Do I want to, you know, cut this off? Do I want to be comfortable where I'm at and just, you know, work these three days a week or four days a week or whatever, see these exclusive clients, you know, and not really promote my business enough or more. Um, Mm -hmm. And I got like, just knowing that I wanted to eventually open up an acne clinic, I wanted to expand. Mm -hmm. Um, I got to the point where I was like, okay, my business is outgrowing me. So it got to the point where, like I said before, I was struggling with, you know, squeezing clients somewhere. Um, And then it also gets to the point where, like, you still have that back-end work to do. Um, Right. I I felt like it was hard for me. Like, I was slacking on checking in with clients. Like, I think that's important. Like, I I didn't want to be that esthetician where somebody just comes in you know, they get a treatment from me and then they don't hear from me, um, you know, for a couple months or like just when they come back, especially with acne, like I wanted yes. to reach out to people and say, Hey, like how, how's your skin doing, you know, after your treatment yesterday or a couple days ago, whatever. Um, so I just felt like I was slacking on that part of it. Um, 
and yeah, I just, I enjoy doing the office work. I enjoy doing the Instagram stuff. So mm-hmm. I just felt like I needed to hire somebody um, to be more organized in my business. I want mm. to, I want to work on my business too and not just in it. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. (laughs) (laughs) That is like one of my things that I've been trying to teach people is, you know, you can be the worker, you know, and Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. That's absolutely Mm -hmm. fantastic. But if you really want to grow your business and grow your income and grow your, your impact, you have to work on your business. And that is yes. a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. And that takes time and energy. And mm-hmm. what's happening is you either end up working 24 seven, or you have to kind of really be strict with your time and, and boundaries with your clients and, and hire if that's what you decide to do or, or whatever. Totally. Yeah. And it's, it's been like such a learning experience, even just bringing one person on, which yes. I like, I knew, and I'm so glad I did it this way. Like, I didn't go, you know, find this huge space and open, you know, a five, six room spa to begin with. Yeah. Um, I literally, I have a spa with two rooms right now and I have my own room and Celeste has her own room. Now, eventually, yes, I would love to add to my team, but I feel like just training somebody one at a time was such a great decision for me um, because it's really hard going from like just – with it just being you and then you're bringing somebody in and like trying to teach them, um, you know, all your ways. And yeah, you don't realize like, like with like, you know, things in your head, like you just know your business, you know, like the back of your hand, but trying to like get someone to learn it all is just, it's a lot. So I can't imagine like training a team of, you know, three or four, even two at this point, I just, it's a lot, but it'll be so worth it in the long run. It's also, it's a big investment at first, right? Um, especially like the training part, but, um, you know, I, I, Celeste books will open December 1st okay. Um, okay. for, so clients have already been booking with her and I can already just like, by looking at numbers and stuff, I'm like, okay, this is all going to be worth it. Um, so I'm excited. Yeah. I'm so glad you mentioned that. Cause you're right. It, it, to train someone, especially in acne, especially like, cause it is so, it is so nuanced mm-hmm. acne and treating acne clients. Um, and then of course, all the things, all the, all the little things that you do with your clients that you may not even realize that you do that they're expecting. Yeah. It's a lot to like be aware of and then to teach it. And of course it's expensive because you're paying someone and they're not bringing any money in at first. Yeah. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. Yeah. Especially the acne. And, um, I mean, when Celeste was doing some training, I just, even just some of the vocabulary, like in the acne, um, in the face reality, um, like on the webinars and stuff, I'm like, are you lost yet? You know, cause it's just, it's a little more advanced than mm-hmm. what you're learning in school. So, um, yeah, you just have to be willing to, kind of babysit for a while, like, you know, and, and starting out where I really, I loved that Celeste was, our goal is to kind of, she's going to kind of complement the hours that I'm not going to be there. So when I had Bo, I, I couldn't really work or I can't work, you know, those late night hours anymore. Right. I don't personally really want to work weekends anymore. Yeah. Um, I want to be with my family. So, um, you know, she's going to work like the evening 
hours and pick up some weekends and stuff to compliment when I'm not there. But starting out, um, you know, she's going to work the same exact hours as me. So I'm like, I'm always going to be, you know, right next door if you need me with clients. But I personally, I keep telling her, you know, the best way to learn is to just do it. (laughs) You just have to get your feet wet. Yeah. And I, I think that's, I love that you're giving all these tips because navigating like how and what their hours are going to, like all of that is such a, could be, just kind of can get like frozen in those mm-hmm. decisions and this, and there's not a right or a wrong decision. There's just different ways of approaching it. Totally. But being, you know, really being a presence so she can learn from you. Um, she'll probably grow and learn so much faster than if you're just like, okay, bye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Throw her to the wolves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So, so she starts December 1st. That's so exciting that yeah. you, there's been a bunch of changes in your business in a short amount of time. Oh my gosh. It's just like boom, boom, boom. But I don't, I don't like sit down and rest. I don't, you know, I do, but <laughs> my brain doesn't stop. Um, so, so how do you, are you reading books? How do you gain the knowledge or the courage or the, where's, you know, the, the knowledge and the, I can't think of the word I'm thinking, thinking of, but you know what I mean? Like the gusto to do yeah. all of these big things. Cause so many people can't even fathom like actually opening in a business, let alone like opening a clinic and all the things that yeah. you've already done. Honestly, I, I think it's, it's really in my blood. So my family, um, my dad has always worked for himself. My dad owns a concrete company. My brother took over the company and has completely, you know, well over six figures with this. He does a lot of commercial work. Mm. Um, so we're definitely like a very driven family. And mm-hmm. and honestly, my brother helped me when I first started. He's like, okay. uh, you need to get, you know, a uh, tax ID number. You need to create an LLC. If you're going to promote on Facebook or Instagram, you need to make sure you're a real business. And uh, there's a lot of things that he taught me when I first started. So I'm thankful for that. But, um, and yes, you constantly have to, um, find creative, find your creative juices. So yes, reading, um, you know, following other people on social media that don't drain you, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that inspire you is super helpful. Um, you know, I, I don't look at anybody, even, you know, a spa that's two minutes away from me. I don't look at somebody as competition. I like get inspired by them. Um, and you just have to, Rest is important. Rest is very important too. Um, but yeah, I I guess I just it's in my blood. I I don't sit still. I'm I'm constantly I'm a creative. Um, so I'm just constantly thinking, what else can I do? What else, you know, what other goals can I hit? So I love it. What are your goals for 2022? This can be our last questions. What are your goals? Okay. Um, so my goal my main goal is to hire another esthetician, um, something super simple. Um, I, I obviously have numbers that I'd yeah. like to hit. Sure. Um, so, you know, continue to grow my numbers, which should always be your goal, you know, continue to do that. And then, yeah, I want to hire another esthetician, hopefully by mid year. Um, 
I'd like to get one more person in there. I want to get Celeste booked up and then hire another esthetician. I would, I would love to eventually like kind of step out of the treatment room, not completely because I just love doing it. Um, but maybe step out of the treatment room and just be there a little let, like again, work on, be able to work on my business and not in it as much, Mm -hmm. um, so that I can focus more on continuing to grow it. And, you know, it's been part of, part of the training part too, that's been hard is I'm seeing clients like I'm go, go, go when I get in there. So Celeste, on top of me trying to see clients and continue to, you know, help my business thrive, I'm trying to train her. Um, So I just feel like it'll get easier and easier as I'm not seeing as many clients to train, train other estheticians. Yes. A hundred percent. Cause you'll have it, you're training down and you'll, yes. it'll be like your well-oiled machine. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> really Love quick, that. I, I thought of something else I wanted to ask you is how did you, do you, how often do you raise your prices? How do you determine pricing? Cause I think that's a place that people get hung up on a lot, even if they've been doing it for like one of my clients has been esthetician for a very long time, but very hung up on raising prices. It's really hard mm-hmm. for her. I think it's important to do it yearly. Um, And honestly, like I, especially right now, like take advantage of raising your prices. Um, Don't be, don't be afraid. We are living in a wild world right now. And I don't know if anybody else is having this problem, but I can't find a box of gloves under like 20, $25. Yeah. Um, So raise and charge what you're worth, you know, consider how much money you're investing in, um, continuing education. And one of my biggest, I've posted about this recently too. And, um, you know, we spend a lot of money on continuing education. We have to have so many hours when we renew our license, not a lot, at least not here in Ohio. Um, we don't have to have that many hours, but, like majority of the continuing education that I've taken is like not my, they don't count towards my hours that I get. Mm. Um, so some of the best education you're going to get, you're not going to get the hours for it, but you're going to get the clients for it, you know? So, um, you have to spend money to make money. Um, we spend a lot of money on education. If you want to, um, keep up with the industry. If you want to continue to grow, you you have to spend the money on the education. And so in order to do that, you have to charge what you're worth. So yes. just charging for that treatment, you're charging for like the next training program you want to invest in this year or um, the next machine you want to purchase, you know, that stuff you have to consider too is your equipment. Um, you know, and that's, again, I know I keep talking about hiring an employee, but the, I, I just doubled my, um, doubled what I have to buy as far as like back bar products and of just course. literally like <laughs> have to buy everything else, everything that I've already bought. I'm like, oh my God, I have to buy all this stuff. But, and so you're, you're, that's what your clients are paying for. Yeah, and yeah, literally you have two treatment rooms now to take care mm-hmm. of. That's double of everything and everything mm-hmm. that needs to be in that room. Yeah. Yep. And, and I like that there's no guilt behind it. Like you're taking money from a baby, you know, or like yeah. you're taking from someone yeah. that like, you know, it's 
you're actually providing them a really incredible mm-hmm. service. Totally. And I, I've honestly, if this helps anybody, um, I, I raise my prices every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think that's important if you are, if you are feeling like you're kind of overwhelmed with clientele, um, you know, you're not in a spot to hire help. Um, you need to raise your prices. That's yes. just showing that like you're, you, you're worth more. Like you're obviously, um, you know, popular people want to book with you. Um, you don't have to raise them so much to the point where people are like, Oh my God, I can't afford to see her. Um, you know, just a couple dollars. It makes a huge difference in your profit at the end of the year. 100%. Um, and I've, I've literally never had a client make a comment about me raising my prices. i they probably didn't even notice. Amazing. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. Oh, yeah. so good, Carly. I so appreciate you taking in today. You're off spending time with your baby and your of husband. Course. I so appreciate you taking the time to talk to me and share so much wisdom about growing your business. And it really so inspiring. I, I know people are going to just be so like, that are in the same spot that you started, or maybe they're about to think of hiring an employee and they're a little bit scared and it's just going to yeah. be exactly what they need to hear to move to the next step in their business. Awesome. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Oh, wasn't that awesome? That was awesome. Gosh, Carly. I, um, thank you, Carly, for your time. Carly, you can tell she's a busy woman. Okay. She has a child. She has a storefront business and employees she was training. We, we did this interview, um, in November, it was still, so her employee hadn't started and she's has a lot going on. So I so greatly appreciate her giving me her time. She actually, this was the week of Thanksgiving that we recorded this and she was off from work and it, it, you know, it just was very generous of her. So I thank you. Thank you, Carly. Thank you everyone who gave me your time for the interviews this year. I am so grateful for your time. I hope that you, the listener, have gained a lot from these interviews. And I actually, um, I actually am going to create a survey very soon, so you can give me feedback about what you want for the new year and what you're looking for. If you want more interviews or just more of me gabbing, whatever it is. But thank you again, Carly. I, I'm really um, what a wonderful way to end 2021. If you, um, I'm going to be talking a little bit about my acne one-to-one coaching program. So if you know that's not for you or you've already been a client, you can just sign off. Um, this is the last, this next week is the last week to sign up for the next group of estheticians. So jump on my schedule if you're interested. And I have openings for a lot of the week, um, the first week in January. We start the week of January 10th. So I'll give you a quick rundown if you're interested. My program is for very busy estheticians who kind of are resentful and overwhelmed by their business. They um, maybe need help with boundaries with their clients or help with systems or help with mindset or just general business things, or they want to grow and expand their business and they want to open a storefront like Carly has, or have an employee like Carly has, or other things like that, that is just like the next level of their business. And they just look, are looking for that kind of support, mentorship, and um, teachings on how to do that. It's a six-week, one-to-one program. 
and I, I take um, a certain amount of people at a time. So they all start together and end together just for my own sanity and organization. So this group starts the week of January 10th and I'm taking six people, two spots are already taken. So I have currently, as of this recording, I have four spots open. And the only commitment is one hour a week, a Zoom call. And you have Voxer, um, uh, uh, no, accessibility with me, Monday through Friday to just kind of iron out anything that is in your business that you need help with that is just more time sensitive. And then you have an additional four month support after that six weeks as you implement the things that we've done in your business. And so it's for you if you're busy and overwhelmed and you don't think you have time, then you absolutely are my perfect person. person. Um, I think I just said perfect person. <laughs> I am tired. Sorry guys, it's been a long week. I am, um, yeah, so I'm gonna leave the link in the bio of the show notes and my the link is in my bio of my Instagram profile at esthetician.coach to book your free consultation. Uh, it's 15 minute Zoom call. I do now I'm requiring a credit card to book only if you no show. I do charge a no show $50 cancellation fee because I got a couple of no shows and you guys know we just don't we don't have time for that okay but you can always cancel if you need to or reschedule so i'm flexible in that way i think that's all i wanted to tell you thanks for listening to my long-winded um explanation of my coaching program and it's so much fun it is so much fun and i'm obsessed with the results that my clients are getting i love working with estheticians it's awesome so i hope if you're interested you book a call with me and we can see if we're a good fit no pressure if not. I hope you have a fantastic week. Happy New Year. Oh my gosh, happy New Year. I'm definitely, I'm recording this on the 30th. And so New Year has not happened yet. So happy New Year. I hope you have a safe New Year and I will talk to you next year. Bye for now.